Hello there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Morning, Tommy. Uh, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham, back after a week. I'm sure you know why we weren't here last week, but we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, back to talk about the sporting loss. Terrible, terrible last minute uh, loss. So not only just one goal, two goals. And then Leicester to come as well at the weekend in the Premier League. Joined, uh, it's two all in terms of Leicester and Tottenham on here today. Hopefully that's not the case on Saturday. But uh, Tommy, how you doing, buddy? All good, man. All good. Refreshed from last night's stream. Yeah, confident. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the two Leicester fans, been on here plenty of times before. Brad, how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing a lot better than my football club is at the moment. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll definitely get into them. And Chris, how you doing, buddy? Living the dream, mate. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, takes, yeah, so, it, takes a, it takes a lot of hard work and effort to be bottom of the league. Right. Okay. <laughs> the funny thing well, is, I could just say, I do a radio show as well. And the other day, I did uh, the 1976-77 season. Tottenham got relegated that season. <laughs> just thought I'd throw that in. Wait, wait before my time. Wait yeah, before my time. So I'll let you have that stat. I'll let you have that stat. Straws grasping out. <laughs> we'll definitely get on to Spurs uh, Leicester later. We've got Sporting Lisbon to talk about as well. But first things first, uh, I wasn't here last week, obviously, because of this. Unfortunately, Queen Elizabeth uh, II died. And just a quick thing to say, uh, rest in peace to Her Majesty. I'm not a massive Royals uh, fan, as are a lot of people, I'm sure, that they're not, but I think you can still Well, I'm going to be this 15-hour queue tonight, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, but yeah, just showing a little bit of respect there. Uh, obviously, it's very sad. She is a mother, is a grandmother, uh, and and those grandchildren and children obviously have lost More their More respect than Liverpool fans showed her. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but a shout out as well on the day to West Ham fans as well. Not massive fan, but their Europa League game singing "God Save the King" uh, uh, completely unprompted. There was no music for it or anything at all. They just burst into song. So yeah, it, it's good. And I know Tommy, you said on your stream yesterday that you were uh, in your love and hate thing that you love in the British public coming together for this and and queues, ridiculous queues at the moment. But yeah, not massive royal as I say. Uh, not massive fan of them, but. I don't think you have to be a fan of them to appreciate what she did and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, that was all I wanted to say about that. And obviously I wasn't here last week. Uh, but we'll start with you, Tommy. Get the crap out of the way first. Sporting, Lisbon, 2-0 loss. Was it a bad end or a bad game overall? Somewhere in between? What do you think of that? And, and, and in terms of the... Um, Spurs uh, uh, fan base are a lot of them going mad at the moment. And just quickly to say before you answer as well, hi to Ben in the chat and thanks to everyone in the chat. Keep the chats coming. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, really helps. All these guys have channels where it's in the description, but they'll tell you where you can find them at the end. Uh, but yeah, Tommy, uh, Sport in Lisbon, bad end to the game or bad game overall or somewhere in the middle? Mm, look, if we, if we got a point, if we took a point from Sporting away from home, it would have been a good point. Let's hmm. put it that way. It would have been a really good point. We've lost to some teams in Europe over the last few years. <laughs> Vitesse, Vitesse was bad. Murrah was, I don't even know. I still can't. I still can't get my head around how we lost to the, to the lowest European ranked team uh, in European competition. So that was just last year. So so look, a point uh, away to Sporting after the Marseille victory, opening victory in Champions League, would have done us well. It would have been a good yeah. start to the to the Champions League. Uh, 
first time we've been in it for a few years. But yeah, uh, the end, it ended very, very badly. We sort of, we got what we deserved. Losing that 2-0, we certainly, uh, we've been nicking games. We've been nicking those same games against uh, certain teams. Not even nicking wins, uh, nicking points. Like Chelsea, we definitely didn't deserve a point against Chelsea, but we got it. Uh, West Ham in many ways. I think we deserved to draw against West Ham. We deserved a point, but the last 10 minutes, they were all over us. They could have scored, they could have scored like Lisbon, like Sporting scored the other day. So, um, so yeah, I'm not surprised. It was a similar performance that we've seen all this season. But of course, uh, well, of course, it's you, you know it's not good. First loss of this season. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't lead to a string of losses now because we we have sort of seen that with Conte. We go on winning runs, then we go on losing runs. So hopefully this isn't uh, the start of a losing run. I'm sure the two boys at the bottom. Will, uh, <laughs> will have well, the I, I, think, I think it looks worse, doesn't it? Because it was two goals within two minutes of each other. If we'd have lost one nil and got caught in the break, it's, it's, it's maybe it's, not it's as bad. It's, not, it's, not, it's still it's zero not points, isn't it? It's still yeah, zero yeah. points. But I think this this stage in the Champions League is all about getting into that Champions League uh, knockout stage in February or whenever it's going to be this season. That That's what the name of the game is about. It doesn't matter if you end up winning the group six wins out of six or straight through like we did in 2009. It's all about getting through to that, that Champions League group stage. So I'm hoping this is a bit of a kick up the arse. Like you say, Tommy, we've had a, some fairly lacklustre uh, performances and certainly in terms of giving the opposition chances... And we've got caught out now. So hopefully this is okay. We're not invincible. We can't keep going like that and riding our luck because it will eventually run out. But Brad, after seeing that against Lisbon and not a collapse, but one goal conceded and then another one three minutes later, does that, that give you guys hope that the, the not that, that we're there for the taking, but you can definitely score some goals and, and, and spring a surprise because at the moment you are bottom of the league. So you're probably expected to lose. But in terms of spring a surprise? No. Because it's Spurs. We never do well against you. No matter how optimistic we are when we come on this channel and, and, and vice versa, we never do well against Spurs. Um, you know, we've talked about this enough, haven't we, Chris? And it's just playing you guys. It, you know, you said before the show, oh, Dr. Spurs will see you now. Well, Dr. Brendan will allow you well, to... that's what to Simply A says. Dr. Tottenham written all over this one. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, don't wrong. I would... I would, I would uh, I'd absolutely love it if we came there and actually won a high-scoring match with you instead of you battering the 6-1-4-2s and 3-0s and 3-1s and whatever. I'd like to be on the right end of one of them. You haven't got Bergwijn anymore, so you haven't got a 90-minute saver to throw on if we're 2-1 up, so that might stop us. Then again, we've got Iosie Perez that can take us down to 10 men just by being on the pitch, so who knows what Brendan does. Um, I'd take a draw. Honestly, right now, I don't care if it's 3 all, nil, nil, or 0-0 or 1-0. I'd, I'd be happy to take a, a, a point off a, off a Spurs side that maybe are licking the wounds, but I just, I, honestly, I can't see it. And I don't like saying that, obviously, for obvious reasons, not just because you're Spurs, but I want my team to win or do well. But we're at that point now where I'd, I'd take a very undeserved nil-nil draw. I don't care if you have 40 shots of goal, we have two. If it's nil-nil at the end of the 90 minutes, it's something. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Uh, were you kind of not expecting we'll come to how the game will pan out in a bit, but uh, are you expecting us to be kind of licking our wounds and then come out as a wounded animal and out the traps quickly? Or do you think that we're kind of there for the taking because we're nursing our wounds? It, uh, hurt, it hurts losing uh, losing two goals in the 90th and 93rd minute, doesn't it? Hmm. You know, it, it's and, and you know, you did it to us, and just glad somebody did it to you. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just wondering, 
I'm just wondering whether you intend to actually, how far you intend to go in this competition or whether at some point you want to get yourselves chucked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that, that was ridiculous, you know. COVID, you've got all these rules, don't make anyone ill. Uh, we've got COVID, well, you're chucked out of the tournament because you're not making an effort. Absolutely it's, ridiculous. To be fair, it was less embarrassing because we lost to the Samura, so we'll probably find out anyway. Yeah. So at least yeah, we can yeah. say COVID took us out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I mean, this game, um, like Brad, I'm not expecting a lot. Um, it, it's probably a good game to play now because if we get anything from it, it will be a boost. Mm. But if we lose this, it's going to be, well, it, it was Tottenham. You know, what, what happens if you do get a, a, a kind of battering? How, how does that affect you? Oh, is that, that, just, that doesn't that really make any difference? Yeah, whether we lose one nil or whether we lose four or five nil, you know, we, we lost to Brighton. Okay, it happened. The performance was absolutely awful. Um, but I, you know, everybody saying, "Oh, is this Brendan's last game?" Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. You can't sack a manager by losing to one of the top six. And you've got to think, within these first seven games, because we didn't play Villa, we've played, we'll have played four of the so-called big six. You know, if that was at the other end of the season, we'd be going, oh, we've got a back, we've got a really hard end to the season, haven't we? So, looking at it, you know, it, we probably wouldn't be top of the league by now, if we, you know, even if we hadn't got you guys. But we've had, we've had four of the big six throughout the way. Yeah. Um, we've had a lot of disruption, as we know, over the summer. Um, we were planning on Tielemans going. He didn't go. Um, we've had problems with FFP and UEFA. It has been very disruptive. Um, I think playing this and then having sort of the, the, the international break after it won't, won't do us any harm. But yeah. I'd, I'd take a shot. When stranger things have happened, as you mentioned there, Miura, sorry to sort of bring you up again, but shocks happen in football. And, you know, if you were to go out, you know, you'd probably go out tomorrow and play Man City or, yeah, tomorrow and play Man City and maybe get a point. You go out and play Leicester and we might beat you. That's mm. the joy of football. It's not going to happen. My worry is that we end up in this uh, situation where it's only Leicester, they're bottom of the league, they're conceding goals, we've won this already and then the players don't give you your due respect and that's when the shocks happen. But uh, Tommy, we'll come to Leicester a bit later on just uh, just on sporting. This guy made the headlines, uh, Marcus Edwards. Uh, one unbelievable mazy run, which uh, he should have scored, but a good save from Loris. Uh, <laughs> Spurs fans now saying we shouldn't have ever sold him. Uh, and oh, I'm assuming they're saying the same with Ndombele because he scored uh, for Napoli the other day. Uh, but what did you make of his performance? And apparently he's got a 52 million sellout clause and we've got a big, big uh, percentage of that coming our way if he does get sold. Uh, but what did you make of, of him and, and why didn't it ever work out at Tottenham? Firstly, I just want to say 52 million. I heard something. I heard something. Room. That's a minimal million. minimal release clause or something like that. I, I think. think it's a high. I think it's at least a third. We get at least a third of that. Mm. So if he does end up going, you know, mm. if it's 60 million, it'd be 20 million. So I don't know about 17, 18 million. Yeah. Whether it would be put back into players is another matter. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it doesn't really matter how much we receive because it's not really with, with Levy. We've seen that it doesn't um, make a difference really on how much we spend. Uh, but Edwards himself was fantastic the other night. He was outstanding. He played in the hole. Uh, he won that centre midfield battle, uh, battle Hoybier and Bentancur. They couldn't, um, 
it couldn't get close to him. Early on, Hojbjerg and Bentancur, especially Benny, looked very good. But as Marcus Edwards come into it, he saw their weaknesses. He saw he could cause problems in behind. And he done that. He done it time and time again. As you said, that amazing run at the end of the first half. Oh, that would have been an amazing goal. That would have been highlight reels all over social media. It was a, it was a sensational run. And it was, he was cutting through us like butter at times. He, tr yeah. he truly was. He truly was. Um, that was the, my, one say, of my big issues in the game. There were about three times where their players, like whether it was him or someone else. But we've seen it in this defence. The defence cannot close down. Our defence cannot close down. We're, we cannot close down players. It's very, very difficult. Davis is a natural left-back, playing centre-back. He's done well there. Dyer just, he just, he doesn't engage in tackles. He'll just run away from the ball. He engaged, he engaged in that challenge. He got absolutely destroyed. <laughs> the start of it is Dyer trying to come in for the ball and he just gets flipped on his arse. Similar to Sanchez against Man City, the uh, Gundogan go. That's what it reminded me of. Um, so yeah, we're not good. We're not good. Our organization back there is is not right. It's the biggest deficiency, I think, going into the season. The defense, I've said it a few times. Um, but no, going back to Edwards, what I will say is previously, before we released him, oh my god, Pochettino, we know what he said. Yeah. Messi, he looks like Messi yeah. in training. Um, and then he went on loan to Norwich. I don't know if you remember, he went on loan to uh, Norwich under Farkle in the, in, the, in the championship. And he said the same thing. He was like, this is one of the best young players I've ever seen. And, and Farkle was the Borussia 2 coach. So he was, on, he, was, uh, he was the second coach of Borussia Dortmund. So he's seen some of the very best youngsters. And he was saying how great this boy is. But he only played him once. In the whole season at Norwich, he played him once. It was, so there it was, was an attitude with Pochettino. It was the attitude. It? We have that. We have that running for the team. I don't know what it is. A hotspur way. We have this attitude issue running through the team. I don't know why it's there, but it was the same with Edwards. That's why we let him go. It's, it's brilliant in hindsight to say, oh, we shouldn't have let him go. But at that stage, you know. But if his attitude right. isn't right, if his attitude isn't right, it's not going to be right just by staying there because of these. Well, he's not getting he has to go. He has to go, doesn't he? And learn that the attitude needs to be better. And then that's where the performances come from. And so if he stayed with us, he wouldn't be anywhere near the player he is now. Well, absolutely, because he went on loan in the Championship to Norwich and he got one one game. So, yeah. you know, he had to go pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a couple of comments from Simply Ace. How you doing, buddy? Dyer and Davis are as bad as each other. And Madison and Vardy will cause our back three major problems. Then again, though, NS Moore will be able to cause us problems. Uh, but, I mean, this is uh, Let's Talk Tottenham, but uh, Brad, Chris, let's talk Leicester for a little bit. Uh, we obviously, to. we are applied. Well, you 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 applied to you applied to come on. You accepted to come on. You got all your memorabilia back there, so I, I assumed you wanted to. But uh, I'll start with you, Brad. Uh, uh, Chris mentioned the the transfer window and everything. But what has happened to Leicester, in your opinion? Uh, you, two seasons ago, you were fifth. You were fourth, and then slipped down to fifth on the last day. Last season had a bad start, but managed to get into eighth or or something like that. And now bottom of the league. What's happened? Do you think? Honestly, I you know it's easy to look at it doom and gloom. You're bottom of the league, you're not making transfers, you're hearing all this talk. I mean, we we went in the space of 48 hours from our owner selling the club, Rogers was going to walk, everybody wants to be sold, to, oh, Leicester are sold a player, so they want to buy this guy, this guy, this guy, and the stadium expansion. I've made this um, comparison before, and I'm going to make it again to kind of sum up where Leicester are. We're in that transition period. Arsenal, I hate, sorry, sorry to swear on your channel, but Arsenal <laughs> are, are, all, are, are the team that are ahead of us in doing that. In terms of, they were patient with Arteta, they've trusted him, and now look at the quality of players they're able to bring in because they've got themselves in there. 
the comparison I want to make there was back in the day when Spurs had the likes of Van der Vaart, Bale, etc. And you were building that team. And then you had a few years where you tailed off because you had to build elsewhere. Not not just a squad, but you had to build, you know, you were thinking about White Hart Lane. You, you're expanding the stadium or moving the stadium, which obviously you've now done. Um, you went through a transition period where the fans were basically told you might have to go for a bumpy ride. And Pochettino and obviously Mourinho and those that followed, you're going to have to make do with what you've got to a degree. We're going to be able to chuck you some money, but it's not going to be brilliant. And, and we're, we're actually in probably a good place in terms of the club's future, but it just doesn't look great, as you can imagine, being 20th. I mean, we've just had the ex- expansion and the, the um, surrounding ground plans approved. So that shows that the club's willing to keep going in a forward direction. We're looking to do that. And that's what I mean when I compare it to Spurs. I'm not saying we're on the same level as as you in terms of what you were back then and where you are now, but we're we're in that transitional page and, and stage, and I'm sure fans of yourself can appreciate that you went through that and it was a bit difficult. You were signing some cheapos that God Grace did well for you, or you know, dire uh, as you did. <laughs> you know. um, but you know, we're kind of doing that. We're chancing around with these signings, and they're paying off well because you got good credit to our staff for that, and we're doing well. We may have to, as Leicester fans, you know, remember where we are and what we are as a couple. We may have to get used to a top 10 finish and not being in Europe for the next two or three seasons whilst we make the progressions off the field. We've already done it with training ground, stadiums next, the facilities outside the ground after that. I think it's a time of patience for Leicester fans. I think we're in the biggest, most difficult part of that transition in terms of trying to break the door down on that top six, which is what you guys initially laid the foundations for way back in the mid-2000s. Yeah. What do you think, Chris? Because for me, you 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 lost a real, real leader with Schmeichel leaving. I don't know if he wanted to leave or you, you had to let him go or whatever. Fafana's obviously a wonderful talent, uh, a young player. Uh, Vardy's getting a bit older, but still Vardy's a leader and can do do the stuff that Vardy does. But you've still got Madison, Dewsby Hall, uh, Barnes, Tielemans, whether his heart's in it, I'm not sure. Uh, but what do you put your decline to? And do, do you think you'll come out of it? Is it just a bad, bad start? Or is there, there something more to worry about? Like, like I said before, look at who we've played. And yes, we have, you know, not made, taken the most of the Brentford being in the lead, of Southampton being in the lead. Brighton was just a disaster. But <clears throat> instead of playing Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, we played Bournemouth, Fulham. Um, leave and we got some wins, we'd be sat mid-table and nobody would be moaning at all because they say they are games you probably yeah. weren't expecting. But look, you know, as a club, we our our plan to sort of keep going, not that we don't have to sell, but it is based on us selling one big player every season. You know, Maguire, Chilwell, and that comes in and helps fun. We didn't last summer. We didn't sell anybody last summer. Uh, and this summer we planned, you know, on Tielemans going, he didn't. But then Fafana happened. Oh God, sorry, I hate saying that word. Happened. Um, <laughs> how did he do it? How did he do in Europe? By the way, if you're watching, where's how is the dream going at Chelsea? Some bench for ninety minutes. Nice one. Oh, I sense some bitterness. I sense. I, I, I hope the guy. I hope the guy breaks his leg. I've said that. I wanted. I wanted to break his leg and miss the whole season. You know, I've no. I think the guy is a rat. Um, anyway, let's not get. <laughs> There's another Leicester boy there as well. There's another Leicester boy in the left flank, isn't there? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and Kante. I mean, you know, they've got yeah. it's, a, it's a less to be. Um, but look, no, as I said, we didn't sell. We 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 on we competed with the top six for the last two seasons. Oh, oh before that, we were really we were really were punching above our weight. You weren't performing. Man United was struggling. Arsenal was struggling, and that let somebody come through, which happened to be us. You guys have now come back, and we cannot compete with you guys. Even when we get this um, expansion of the stadium, we still our stadium is still half the size of Man United. So we cannot compete with FFP. We are being watched, as are West Ham, supposedly Man City and Chelsea, by UEFA, because we, we sailed so close to the wind when we were in Europe last season with their UEFA's FFP. It was only the fact that we had COVID emergency help or whatever it was that we, we, we got away with it. But they are now closely monitoring us. So we have to be careful. Now, if that means a couple of seasons where we, we don't say struggle, but we maybe finish, as Brad said, 10, maybe even 14th, 15th. In two seasons' time, we've still got a club here and we're still in the Premier League. I will take that. Yeah. You know, we have no God given right. And some Leicester fans are turning into Arsenal fans. We have no God-given right, because we finished fifth two seasons, to always be in that position. Yeah. You know, we, we were dining at the big table, but we were still eating McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, and, and that's true. And we either, we, could, we can go out and sign a load of new players, because we're not, we're not bankrupt, we're not going out of business, anything like that, but we can go and sign a few. What would happen? We've got 27 players in the squad, so we'd have had a load of players like Barcelona that were sat there that we couldn't register. Or we do what Leeds did a few years ago, take a risk, Gamblon's getting into Europe, didn't work out for Leeds, did it? And look, you know, look where yeah. they went. I think I you're definitely Derby. more sensible with your money, your, your owners yeah. are definitely more sensible with your yeah. money. And Derby, they, they risked everything to try and get in the Premier League. They didn't, they broke the rules, they got uh, they got fined, got points du deducted, put for sale, you know. So I, turned in, I don't want to be in that position. And, you know, you guys had the season when you didn't sign anybody. Yeah. For 18 months, it wasn't just one season, it was a, a yeah. season and a half. But yeah, a couple of uh, uh, comments from Simply Ace here. Uh, Leicester have won the Premier League, FA Cup, and a club that have heart, unlike our club of ballerinas who win nothing. But uh, interested in this one, what you guys think, certainly the last part. If Leicester go down, it'd be one of the biggest shocks in history. Interested in this point. The goalkeeper ward is terrible, no offence. I mean, I mean no. Schmeichel was superb, and no, obviously no, no, Ward no, is no, not no, Schmeichel. Brad will agree with me here. Let's debunk this first of all. Schmeichel has been brilliant, right? I'm not, I would, you know, I love the guy, I'd have his babies, you know, I love, yeah, he's brilliant. <laughs> but last season, and yeah, all right, he didn't have a good defence in front of him, but last season he was awful. He couldn't distribute. He wasn't coming for balls. I, I thought he was a vampire because he was scared of crosses. And it just wasn't there. And we did a show right at the start, you know, keep, loan or sell. And I said, sell him. Now, you know, whether he wanted to go, had to go, I don't know. He was one of our bigger wage earners. But we only could offer him a one-year contract. And he's not had a brilliant start at Nice. He has not kept a clean sheet at Nice. They haven't won that many games. So, Schmeichel hasn't gone to Nice and suddenly made them top of their league. 
So he was, yes, he was good, but he was definitely, definitely coming up to his sell-by date. You know, he'd gone past his best buy and was coming up to his sell-by. Ward, give the guy a break. <laughs> give him a chance to, 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 to get in. And again, you know, we've, we've lost Fafana in front of him, so it's going to take a bit of time. But, yeah, I, I want to debunk this, Michael. You know, he was good, but he wasn't towards the end. And Ward is not a bad goalkeeper. Yeah, what do you think, Brad, on, on both Schmeichel and Ward? Um, look, I mean, Schmeichel was happy to have continued at Leicester and been a 12. I, I mean, he even tweeted saying, getting ready for year 12 at Leicester, you know, very good servant, will be a legend of the club, will be talked about and held up in the names of Gordon Banks and Shilton, you know, you know, World Cup winner um, that played for Leicester. Um, just wanted to throw that in there. Um, but you know, he, he will always be fondly remembered and he'll always be welcome back with open arms, whether that's to attend a game or you know, come back for a, a reunion or whatever as, as these players do. But I agree with Chris, there was a lot of fans that were scrutinizing Shamarkle a lot more. Um, I do feel sorry for Danny Ward being a goalkeeper yeah. myself. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. Um, really? because no, I know, right? And that's the lovely clock chiming in with his point of view. We'll just ignore the clock because he's an Arsenal fan. Um, <laughs> anyway. um, but yeah, Danny Ward is making some notable mistakes. And I, I will grant that Leicester fans are frustrated with the mistakes he seems to be making. The problem is, he doesn't get away with the mistakes that Schmeichel was making when we were in the Championship. In the Championship, Schmeichel, I will never forget, against Doncaster Rovers, a corner came in and he somehow got in front of his own front post, caught the ball, and it still ended up going in the net. He made some horrendous <laughs> mistakes in his first year and a half or two seasons at Leicester. And I don't know, if, like I said, maybe that's because it's a championship. It doesn't go as scrutinised um, as it should do. But in the Premier League, we pay £12 million for this for Danny Ford. He commands his box better. He can actually kick it to a shirt that, that, that has a Leicester City badge on it, unlike Schmeichel with his distribution. Yes, he hasn't got the reflexes and the speed of Schmeichel, but every goalkeeper has their plus and minuses to it. The thing is, as well, Danny Ward was chucked in with a defence with a disgruntled Frenchman that likes to go and sit on a bench in London and a left-back playing centre-back and a midfielder playing centre-back. I'd ask you, would De Gea even be able to cope with that? Because it didn't seem like it when he had bloody a fridge freezer and Lundelof as his defence. He couldn't cope with having no defenders in front of him. Dyer playing Dyer for Spurs doesn't help the Reese out when he concedes some goals, I'm sure. I know I know I can take the piss out of Dyer, not just for his name, because you guys don't seem to like him. But I don't, the, I don't mind him, but Tommy refuses well, to let anyone on his channel who says anything good about him. Good lad, good lad, good lad. I'll support you on that. Like Brandon Perez, then. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we, we'll, have, we'll, have, we'll have a great we've show. For eight years. To be fair, we've had ours for eight years, so it's worse. Yeah, well, it feels like we've had ours for 80, so me and you can have a Perez and Dyer show one time. But no, seriously, if, when that defence gets a bit more solid, the signing we made obviously will allow him to actually play two centre-backs. The, the, the old cliche, you can only be as good as the defence in front of you, might just ring true. Because we suffered, I can't remember it was against, but we had like 20-odd shots at, against us. And he made some really good saves. And because we lost, and maybe he made one mistake for a goal, it's, he's shit, he's this, he's not even championship quality, give it to Iverson. Now, people need to calm down, because Iverson's a young lad who's gone for our development, hasn't kicked a ball. 
in championship level, I don't think, let alone in premiership level. Maybe on loan. I could be wrong with one of his loanies. But you can't just have a goalkeeper, uh, give him six games and go, well, you're shit, you're never playing again. Imagine if you did that with every player you had. Players need to integrate, they need confidence, and he needs a defence in front of him. Now, it might take another three, four games, six, seven, eight weeks before the confidence is back and we've got a few points on the board. But we need to show the faith we showed in Kasper Schmeichel. I just wonder if his name was, if his, if he was 18, 19 or, or whatever, and he was another son of Peter's and his last name was Schmeichel or his last name was someone infamous like Schmeichel, would we be as lenient as we were with Casper? Because I wonder if back in the championship days, if it was Casper James and it wasn't Schmeichel, his last name, would we be... The people, sorry to, to jump in here, but just to sort of take the channel over. Um, <laughs> the people that are saying, um, you know, let's get Iverson in. He's had a good game. He saved some penalties. Were the same people that were saying that about Danny Ward when he exactly. was playing in mm -hmm. cup games and winning penalty shootouts for us. You know, it was, yeah. it was not caught for God's sake. And how many people were criticising Michael last season? It's well, easy to have a go at goalkeeper because their uh, mistakes are highlighted, aren't they? Because the goal yeah. gets conceded. Yeah. Whereas the striker misses a sitter, they get another one uh, uh, the next game. But what I would say about Schmeichel is if he uh, went a whole season without kicking a ball to a Leicester player, he'd still be better at kicking than Hugo Lloris. Terrible. Can I just ask something to the Leicester boys? If Because Fofana went late, didn't he? Fofana went very late in the window. So I suppose some of you probably thought that it would have stayed. I'm sure some of it, you know, you'd, you'd have thought you would have stayed being being that late. Knowing that, saying that he didn't go, would do you reckon you still would have sold uh, Schmeichel? Knowing that if what? he was sold, you still would have sold Schmeichel. Schmeichel went it's, early. It's yeah. two defenders. It's two defenders. You've lost, well, two two uh, two players out of your defensive unit. Um, so if you, basically, if you knew you was going to sell for Farnham, do you reckon you would have sold Schmeichel as well? I think the thing is, when you, when you have a player like Schmeichel and you... You guys know you've had club legends, you've had people that have spent longevity and shown loyalty to your club. You don't want to interfere in what their desires are. And Schmeichel feels in, within himself he's capable of being a number one for at least for at least three years. And we offered him a what we were negotiating a extension for the year. So we wouldn't lose him on a free. And he was willing to sign that. And then Nice came in. And, he, and regardless of what they offered him wage-wise, they offered him a three-year deal. And he turned around and said, look, I love it here. I'm really happy to stay, but that's a three-year deal. I don't want to turn that down. That's three years I'm guaranteed, according to them, to be their number one goalkeeper. And, and our club has always been gracious and never stepping in the way of someone who wants to either progress their career or move on to past new. And that became the case. I don't think it mattered whether Fafana was happy as Larry here and was skipping around the training ground like his like his rat-tailed self was, you know, wearing a mask last season doing when he was in our A and E room. Um, but we went, look, that's great. We appreciate that. We know what you want to do. We're not willing to match that. We 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 were only offering you this in the case to sell you on next season and and, and replace you anyway. With the greatest respect to Schmeichel because of his age. He's, you know, he's in his late 30s. Even for a goalkeeper, that's when you're at the last couple of, uh, of your years. We're not going to match Nice's offer. And we're not going to stand in your way. If you wish to take it, do go ahead. And I think that's 
that was always a case for Shemaya. It was a case of if somebody came in like they did and offered him a more secure role as a number one, whereas we're offering a transition period between him and Ward, which was seemingly the case, he was always going to go. I don't think Fafana's actions were ever, ever going to do that because the deal with with Casper was done very swiftly. Yeah. I think it was a very swift conversation. And he went, thank you so much. I'm going to take their offer of three years with the greatest respect. And we was like, we're happy for you to do that because we don't want to stall you, you know, rotating and dropping out, becoming a bench player and, and ending a player that's just twiddling his thumbs on the bench. So... Yeah. I don't think it matters whether he went or not. I don't. I think he'd have left anyway. But yeah, just one comment from Bobby K in the chat, directed towards Tommy and Brad. Uh, get your guests under control. Big K is watching. You know he loves Dyer. So for the next hour, be nice to Dyer afterwards. Say whatever you want. But yeah, cheers, Bobby K. Uh, how you doing, buddy? And uh, uh, Tommy, uh, we'll move on to Spurs again. From one club legend at Leicester to one at Spurs, who's garnering a lot of, uh, not anger, but... Disappointment. Son, uh, he's been pretty poor, uh, certainly by his standards. But a lot of a lot of calls. I'm one of them to be replaced against Leicester by this guy Kulisevsky, who every time he comes on or, or starts makes an impact. Sporting Lisbon, you know, came on within two minutes, got someone booked by running at them. Uh, for you, son, benched or give him another chance? I, I don't know. I don't know who's not on that um, side uh, way of thinking now. I think most fans uh, know that Son needs benching. Uh, it's not just his stats. It's not just the, the lack of goals and assists. One assist yeah. in eight games. And Bobby Tatkay says, Big K's only on for five minutes. So leave it five minutes, then say <laughs> what you want about Dyer. No, I've done all my Dyer bashing, mate. I've done all my Dyer bashing. I'm bored of it. I think, I think he's useless. I think he's always been useless. Let's just leave it yeah. as that. Leave that. Um, he's, a minutes, he's a nice guy, but look, okay, he's a nice guy. He is a nice yeah, guy. Yeah. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Yeah, we'll ask you in um, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, ter- in terms Son of Son and Kulu. In terms of uh, in terms of Son and Kulu, yeah, I think I think Kulu's got to come in. I think Kulu's been our best attacking player outside of Kane. He hasn't been that great in the last few games himself. Um, in the game, he's in the games he starts Kulu and the games he comes on. He was our best player against Sporting in the 20-25 20, minutes uh, he played. Yeah. Uh, whereas Richarlison, I'll be, oh, you know, this can be a little bit controversial. I don't think he's played well in the last two games. I thought, I thought he was brilliant when he was coming as a sub, Richarlison, mm-hmm. and he scored those two goals, very important goals. But outside of the goals, he was really, he was not playing well. Um, no. And and Wednesday night, Tuesday night, um, he didn't play that great either. So Kulu definitely comes in for me. If you, Kulu 100% comes in for me, the debate is, is it Son? Or Richarlison. Yeah. That's the I, debate I, for me. I would but I'm still, Scott, I would say Rich. I would say keep Rich and so, uh, Richard, uh, Kulu together. Rich and Kulu together, bench song. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Simply A says uh, Conte is making a big mistake not playing Kulusevsky. Very spursy decision. He's, He's the been best our best attacking player by a long way. I, I would play Richarlison, Kulu and Kane. And, and the reason Richarlison is in, because certainly against Sporting, is... Last season, season before, as soon as the ball went to Harry, son was on his bike making runs... Against Sporting, he wasn't doing that at all. Kane got the ball turned round. Son stood there and it was Richarlison making the runs. So for me, Richarlison's making the runs. It could be that Conte said don't make the runs, which is crazy if that's the case. I can't believe that. But for me, it looks like Son's confidence is so shot to pieces 
that he's not doing the, the, the things that made him the great striker or forward or whatever position he is in, whereas Richarlison is making those runs. So I'd put Son on the bench, leave him out the firing line for an hour or so, hope that we can get the game done early uh, uh, and then, you know... You know, bring, bring, so, this so, is the so, problem. This is the problem. Yeah. You're you're hesitant as well, saying I think all Spurs fans are hesitant. <laughs> bring Son on. Bring Son on. But yeah. we know Conte doesn't use subs that much. So no. we want him to get his goal. So maybe he could come on later. But I think he's gonna have to use sub. Maybe smash smashing Leicester 4 0. Maybe he can come on and get his goal. Yeah. But I think uh, he's gonna have to start making subs. We've got nine games in October, six crazy. in the first half of November. There's no way that the, these players can play 90 minutes for the majority of games. Uh, 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 six, 15 games, 14 games, whatever it is. Yeah, 15 games in a month and a half. So he's going to have to start rotating, making changes, making subs, I think. Uh, and and, and what, he, he's not confident at the moment. But, you know, if it's a close game, one all, something like that, uh, and both teams trying to go for the game, Leicester uh, uh, defenders quite tired. Bring Sun on. It would make sense. You know, it would make run, a lot of sense. Run at them. Run at them. Don't don't turn around. Run at them. Try and make something happen. But uh, in terms of you, Chris, uh, which of our front four there, only three are going to play, are you worried about? Uh, you can leave Kane because I know he scored the most amount of goals against Leicester. So uh, likelihood is he will score against Leicester again because he always does. But in terms of Sun, Kulisevsky, Richarlison, uh, uh, who, who are you particularly worried about? Or do you think it doesn't really matter which of those... I, I, I think he, I think you could dig Jimmy Greaves up, put him in a white shirt, and put him on and score against us. I, I, to be honest with you, you know, you you are talking, you know, our, our defense at the moment is fragile. Yes, we've got a new centre back. It's his first game for God, you know, so we don't know how he's going to perform. Um, fingers crossed. Well, I don't think it matters who you play up front. To be honest with you, like I just said, then you know, Jimmy Greaves, you. You're going to score against us. It isn't going to be a, you know, we're not going to keep a clean sheet. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Play who you want, you know. Play Dyer up front and he'll probably get a hat trick. Well, he'll get a hell of a lot of fancy football points for that. But, yeah. uh, uh, Brad, uh, for you, the front three of us, who, whichever three they are, do you agree with Chris? Doesn't really matter. Or do you think that there's, uh, if he's on the bench, I'll be quite happy with that. I'll be quite relieved. Uh, I mean, I'd be quite happy if you put Son on the bench because I really rate the, the player and I know you guys rate him and I know this is just yeah. something that's going on I, I I I do wonder if maybe he's got an idea on past his new, maybe he's a bit unsettled that he's been challenged by Richarlison, I'm still baffled how that guy's been spent 100 million on he's not that great talent, like he's really overhyped, I don't think Richarlison's that brilliant, he wasn't that brilliant at Everton he was the only one that knew what a goal looked like. That was it. Um, I think, I think... Well, you can argue with Everton. He's the reason why they stayed up, which well, whether yeah. he's good, whether he's not, I but would he's say all... he's the reason they stayed up in the Premier League. Yeah, I think you could also then argue that he's the reason they were down there because he went missing for about 70 It wasn't, games. I'll just correct you, it wasn't 100 million. It was 50 rising to 60. No, no, no. 60 million for Everton and 60 for us. Yeah. Sorry, I meant in, yeah, in total yeah. transfer. Cumulative in his career, you meant, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Collectively, he's some, you know, teams have spent 100 million on him. I thought it was bizarre back then, and I still think it is now. Look, he can still prove me wrong, 
But the fact that the guy seems to trudge around the pitch when it's not going his way and then rips his shirt off like he scored seven goals in one game against Blake Norrin in the FA Cup fourth round, you know, sort of tells the picture of the sort of ego he can have in the dressing room. I, I do wonder if maybe there's a bit of burnout. You've had some for a while. I mean, maybe he feels like he hasn't got the fight to keep trying to fight for a position that he rightfully should own because he's been phenomenal for you guys. And maybe he's thinking, well, you've just got to slap a £50 million man in my position. The effort's there. I don't know. I mean, you, I'm looking from the outside in. You guys know you put inside out. So, I, you know, I'm just making an assumption there. But if Son's on the bench, I'm really happy because he also scores past us. I mean, you could say that for half of your team when it comes to Leicester Spurs. But <laughs> Michalison, I think Jade, yeah, I think James Justin and Madison that could get under his skin. He'll start throwing his arms around. He'll get a needless yellow card. Uh, and then I think Conte will put Son on. And if Son's still got that shoulder drop and he's not really confident, he's not really feeling it. I don't mean that like he's, he's not. But I mean, like he's thinking, oh, right now you want me. Yeah, great. After all the year, you know, maybe he's got something going on there. Again, I'm just you know, looking at it from the outside in. But that's my perspective of it. I'd be happy with Charleston, Kulisev. And, um, I mean, if you could replace Payne with Saldaldo and get him back, that, that'd be great for us. Like, not have Payne at He's my captain in fantasy football, so Conte's under strict instructions to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be much happier um, seeing Richarlison out there than yeah. Saldaldo. Yeah, I th- I, what it does mean, Tommy, is that if a uh, son is on the bench and it's not going our way, we do have a son, Hyun Min, a golden boot winner last season to come on and try and change the game. But uh, what other changes would you make? The obvious one for me, uh, another one you're a huge fan of, Emerson at right back. Uh, for me, I'd give Spence or Doherty a go. And, and not being unfair to, to Leicester, but the, the confidence must be drained conceding goals. So get a Spence on who is an attacking fullback. We've got one on the left side, whether that's Sessignon or Perisic. Uh, and I'd maybe take Hoiberg off, give him a rest, see what Basuma can do at home. So, And Lenglet as well for Davies. I think he's got the Alderville kind of long long pass ball. We struggle to create anything, so maybe have that as well. And we'll come to how the game will pan out uh, a bit later on. But what other changes would you make other than the, the, the front three there? Um, I just want to say, just... Briefly on Son, the the big thing with Son is leaving him out on the weekend because we are obviously we're talking about team predictions. Is we have got Arsenal next, and he has got a long. We've got an international break, so if he bangs one against Leicester, he'll be up for the Arsenal game. And you know, do you do you play uh, Son against Arsenal? You sort of have to, don't you? You sort of have to. So it'd be nice for him to get that goal. Uh, going into that game, so that's another. Think, uh, that's another I, I, dilemma. That's another I think dilemma. you have to create a mentality in a team that if you're playing well, or training well, yeah, absolutely, you get in a team. absolutely. And, and, and I and, think we should have made this decision so against me, Marseille. Yeah. We should have made that decision against Marseille a couple of weeks back because yeah. it was six games and he wasn't doing it. Make that decision against Marseille. Let him come back in, see what he's made of. But we've just continued playing him. Yeah. So now I've, I'm with you. We need to drop Son, but it would be great if he scored going into the Arsenal game, international break. He's got, you know, time to, you know, get his head, get his head in uh, gear because I think that's one of the biggest things is his mentality. He's, uh, he, he looks his, his his brain more than anything looks burnt out. He's not making the correct decisions. Um, so there is a, there is that dilemma, I suppose. But yeah, Emerson's got to come out again. Eight games started at all eight games. He cannot cross the ball, <laughs> and that's an understatement. He can't. Oh my God! I've never forty games. He must have played over forty games now from last season. This season, he must have completed two or three crosses. And he's a wing back. 
He's not a full fullback. Should be complete. Fullbacks these days complete tons of crosses. He's a wing back, so he's naturally further up the field, and he still can't cross the football. I think he's done better this season. Defensively, he looks slightly better with the ball at his feet when he's just passing in short spaces. He's okay, but with the ball, you need to be able to attack. We have to be overlapping in a three-four-three. It's about a combination of our wingers. So whether it's Kulusevski. Or Lucas is not going to be Lucas. Kudelski or Lucas on the right, and our wing back Emerson. It's got a, the combination there is paramount to the way we play, um, and it's it's not working. He can't cross the ball. He cannot attack. We've got no, nothing attacking from him. So we've got to try Spence. We spent twenty million pounds on him. We've got Doherty fit as well. So we've actually got three right wing backs. Give someone else a chance now. Now now's the time. Second half, last thirty minutes against Sporting, defensively he was all over the place. He's crossing like from good positions as well, just completely wasted. Um, he's got a, he's he's got to go. And if Spence isn't getting in, you've got to think to yourself like, what? If Emerson's this bad, what does Conte? How does Conte feel about Spence? He must really not rate Spence if that's yeah, the case. Simply so, Ace thinks Doherty. So Doherty, Basuma, Lenglet for Emerson, Hoiberg, Davies for him. I'm putting yeah. I'll put Do- I'll put Doherty in. He, he he just come back from surgery, like Skip and Tanganga. So we have to we have to bring him in back. Is, in is, is there, I would put is there any chance to get Sergio back? He loves giving us a penalty. Better, I'll tell you what, he's better than Emerson all, all day. <laughs> yeah, but the only chance you could just chuck him on for this game. I don't I'll tell, know if he's doing your play. I'll, I'll tell you, Brad, your, your best bet is to get free kicks and corners because we still can't bloody defend them. So that's your oh. way into this game. Well, you took our trade from that season then. Yeah, you and us both, though, there. It could be a look 5-5, five, five, just yeah. some corners. Yeah, I mean, average height, that... Sporting's average height was, is about 5 foot 6, and he could have yeah. scored four corners the other yeah, day. Yeah, uh, simply ace. Yeah. We'll score against Leicester, but our defence will not hold out. If Leicester get enough set pieces in dangerous areas, we'll concede most certainly. Uh, we're still conceding from set pieces uh, after, I don't know, uh, not quite a year of uh, Conte being there. But yeah. So just to confirm, Doherty, I'm putting in for Emerson. Um, oh, this Son one's difficult with the Arsenal game. Oh, well, Kulusevski definitely comes in. Yeah, I would, I would drop Son. I would drop Son. I'd have Rich, Kulu and Kane. Um and uh, centre back, something has to change. I would, I would take personally. I'd probably take Dyer and Davis out. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, I think Davis has been really poor. Lungley yeah, definitely comes in, like Kulusevski. Lungley definitely comes in. I'd put him in for Dyer because I just hate. I just can't stand the guy. Can't stand it's okay. Him. Big K has gone now. He's gone to school. So I would put. Do you know what? Now. I would put Davis left centre back. I'll put. I'll put Lungley middle centre back. Romero right centre back. I'd try that. I'd try because we just play Dyer every week, week in, week out. It's the same. It's the same rubbish. I know Davis needs a rest as well because he's not great. Yeah. So I'd, I'd give Perisic a rest as well. He's played quite a few games. Got a lot of games oh, coming no up. Way. Chris, I know, your, we said it last night, but I just <laughs> no. I just would not. <laughs> he's been outstanding. He can cross the ball. Really I'm can. a big. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Sessegnon though, and he has cons- uh, he has assisted a couple of goals this season. Uh, uh, the second one against Fulham, he assisted, but. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, ben Kaufman says he's putting in a slice of Dairy cheese for him for Emerson. Uh, probably, who's your right uh, winger? Le- Leicester. Leicester, but who's your right winger? We don't winger? have one. We don't have no. one. What, do you, what formation do you play? So do you not... 4 3 So who's on that right side? Who's going who's gonna to come up against our left-back, basically? Ooh, probably, probably Dakar. He'll probably force a way to put the striker out there. It's what he's been could, doing. I suppose we could put Sessignon on there. When you've got a weak, when you've got a relatively not great right winger that he's coming up against, he's good. Sessignon, you can get up the pitch. Whenever he's playing against a, a good winger, 
He's he's terrible. He's defensive. The thing is with Daka, if it is Daka there, he's an attacker. He doesn't want to defend. He wants to go the other way. Pin him back. Don't let him run at you. Pin him back because he doesn't want to do that. And he's, his natural instincts aren't necessarily going to be where to be as a, as a wing back or a full back or whatever. So he will make mistakes there. Keep Perisic and then the last decision would be said yeah. mid. I'll bring Basuma in. Basuma's got to come in for some. Skip in the long term, but he's, he's recovering from injury. Basuma, you spent £35 million on this guy. Hoibio and Bentenko have been good, but um, I, would like to, I would like to see Hoibio rested because it will give us a natural... Yeah. I think it will make us naturally more attacking. Basuma isn't much more attacking than Hoibio, but I see he's quite agile. I think he's, he's slightly better at passing through balls. So I think I think Basuma... I think, I think, Basuma I think with Hoiberg as well, some of his... Some of Hoiberg's passing have just uh, seemed to me he's absolutely shattered. They're lazy passes, and this is in the first twenty minutes of games. So I, I'd give him, I'd give him a rest, and he looks absolutely shattered to me. And uh, I can't remember who it was on your show yesterday who said that uh, it might be Brad Matthews actually saying that uh, Conte said Vasuma doesn't know the tactics yet. Get him in the team, give him ninety minutes to learn them uh, firsthand. But yeah, I'd give um, uh, uh, Hoiberg a rest for me. Um, yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Well, I've, I've got a bounce. I've got to see okay. my queen. I've got to yeah, see my no, queen. <laughs> no worries. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, uh, people who watch this show know where your channel is. But uh, for people who haven't watched the show before or, or <laughs> only watch me on here and don't want to see <laughs> uh, me on yours, uh, where is your, your channel? So, yeah, as you can see, Hotspur Hood, that's our Twitter. That's the Twitter. And uh, you yourself, you, you stream on there on a Monday. Uh, we have quite a few. We have quite a few people hosting at a minute. One-on-one -on -one reactions on the weekend, straight after the game. I'll do a reaction Sunday as well. So we've got we've got loads loads of stuff happening. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe and make sure you subscribe to Let's Talk Tottenham and of course Chris's Magic. One more thing, my prediction, my prediction oh, yes, for the yes. weekend is we will we will win, lose or draw. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're turning wow. into me. You're turning into it's me there. No, I'll say I'll say one one, or we will nick it two one. That's what I'm going with. So cheers, cheers, guys. Oh, of course, Chris is coming on six pm tonight. So yeah, yeah make sure. Will you, you, will you be out, back man. by then? Will the queue of we've got through? <laughs> right in a bit, boys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so in terms of uh, that's our lineup. What I'd change? Who, who would you boys pick? Because we we talk about Kane always scores against Leicester. For me, Vardy always scores against Spurs. Uh, Madison's not too far behind. They're the two players that you're big players. But I think Ashley Barnes is that his name? Ashley Barnes? No, it's Harvey, Harvey Barnes. Barnes. Harvey Barnes. Dewsbury Hall. I think they're quality players as well. So you've definitely got players there to hurt us. It's just whether your defence will hold out. But who would you be playing? What changes would you make? So start with you, Chris. We we um, we did this on my show again last night. We picked the starting eleven. I was also on Lee Chappies in the chat, and where he does his team is that he gets the the viewers to to pick the team for him. That said, he has sixteen odd thousand viewers. Um, <laughs> I've got yeah. five. But I <laughs> I agree with I did, I agreed what they said, and it surprised Lee, but. Drop Vardy. He's oh, really? Not, yeah. It is, he's, again, you know, how long, how long do we hold on to this fact that he's this brilliant player? And again, don't get me wrong, he is uh, absolutely amazing. But time moves on. 
And we can't keep grasping hold of the why don't we still have Gary Lineker? Because he won a golden boot at the World Cup. <laughs> Get him in. You know, we've got to at some point, you know. And Vardy, if he plays one up front, which I have a feeling he will do, Vardy can't, you know, we're not getting the ball to Vardy. He's got to go to up front. It's one of those has got to be in Nacho because he has to uh well, I don't think Vardy and Daka will play can play together. But in I Acho, forgot about Iniacho. I think he's a tremendous striker. He he's, yeah. he's definitely everybody does but Rogers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he holds that ball up, he he, he creates the link between midfield and, and whoever is up front. Uh, and he likes an odd goal himself as well. God, don't put Dakar, he's not a right winger. Uh, that is equivalent to Johan Cruyff putting Gary Lineker on the right wing at Barcelona. It doesn't work. <laughs> no. The problem you've got, though, is who the hell do we put on that right-hand side? Because, um, like you said, it could be up against Song. Um, when, when we looked at this last night, um, Craig actually went from all Brighton, which was a surprise. Um, but he has got the experience. Yeah. I actually, and Brad, Brad's going to sort of disappear off the screen here when I say this, but I was actually quite tempted to include Perez. <laughs> Told you. And, then, and then there were two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, thing is, he, we haven't got that many options. And when he played in that role against Southampton, he didn't look bad. And he linked up well with Castagna. Now, whether whether Brendan will get his head out of the sand and start playing players because they're good or because he's fallen out with them. But if he picks Castagna again, uh, I mean, his last decision of putting James on the right and, uh, sorry, Justin on the right and um, Thomas on the left. Thomas will get killed tomorrow if he's put on that thing. So, he's got to go with Castagna. And Castagna and Perez did link up well. Sorry, Brad, please don't, you know, Ban me, never talk to me again. But I would actually start out in the old Brighton, and that I would start with Paris. The only worry is he isn't maybe as defensively minded as old Brighton. Yeah, what, what would you do, Brad, through, throughout your team? Every time. Obviously, Vardy's been uh, uh, dropped there from Chris, which if he is like Son, if he's benched. Not a bad player to come on and stretch when yeah. when 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 uh, defenses are tired. But uh, what what would be your lineup uh, for tomorrow? I mean, I would actually, and this this might sound because of Perez, but I wouldn't play any width um, in terms of the lineup and shape um, and because I don't. Think... And then hope we've got Emerson. Let him have it wide, and then it goes out. Yeah, for yeah. He'll, he'll just give us a ball. He's a, he's a good lad. Like yeah. I've always rated him and I. He's great. <laughs> Oh yeah. No, but the reason I say that is because there's something going on with Harvey Barnes this season. Um, maybe he's sick of people referring to him as Ashley Barnes, but don't worry, our commentators did that for about seven months of his career. Um, uh, he's, he, um, he doesn't look at the pace. He doesn't seem to know what his role is. Is he put in, stay out wide? And I think we've discussed this before. I agree with Chris. I think Vardy, I said last season, and I was very happily proven wrong and surprised that Vardy was going to eventually take that impact of Rob. He, I think he knows eventually it's going to come. And I think this season has to be that one. Not because he hasn't scored any goals yet, but because he just, he's not invincible. He's not the Terminator. He can't keep, you know, coming back, rejuvenating and, and, and being that. I would play a 4 3 1 2. I would go with a back line of, James Justin on the left, uh, obviously 
uh, Vout Face or Wout Face or however you pronounce his name, people are having petty arguments over. Uh, and obviously have Evans alongside him. And if Castagne plays a right back, um, I would then go with... Um, I'd actually go with Samore because whilst, yeah. Ndidi, whilst Ndidi's played the last couple of games as covering centre-back through this whole not having for fun and not having to defend of debacle, Samare's really impressed me. A player that we thought was out the door, was demanding to leave, turned around and told Rodgers he wants to fight for his place, along with someone who I'll get onto in our midfield in a, in, in a second. And I think that warrants being given the chance to impress. It was impressive in the defeat against Chelsea. Now, whether that was impacted by Gallagher getting sent off and he had a bit more control and freedom, so, so take that as you will. But he's really impressed me as a player that's been left out of the cold um, to come back in. I would definitely play him there. I would obviously, Kieran Dewsbury Hall. I mean, talk about heart and soul running around, giving 110% every week. I, re I really rate him. Um, now... For the same reason that you guys would drop Son, he's got nothing to do with his contract. I know Chris will argue that, and we, me and him have always, I want to say, locked horns on that debacle about his, his commitment and everything. But more for his form uh, and, uh, and 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 poor performances, I would drop Tillemans and I would give Dennis Pratt the role alongside um, Kieran Dewsbury Hall because he has this ability to actually drift out to that wide not wing, not hugging the sidelines, but he definitely creates the space and, and can drag a defender with him to open it up. And then, I'd so you've got the 4-3, and then I'd go 1-2, and I'd have Madison in that number 10 role, and I would go Ineapjo and Dakar up front. And, and that just allows, like you said, that allows us to maybe put the Tillemans on for the last 15 if, it's, if, if we're behind and we've got nothing else to throw at it and we want to kind of, like you with Son, throw him on, see what he can do in that 15 minutes, get him some confidence. And we've got Vardy on the bench. I think we can all then switch it up because the one thing I always say about Leicester is you could call us obvious FC because we have the same lot. You know, Rogers has got a bit stale in terms of how he lines us up, how he has us playing and what side we tend to attack. And I think if you take the option completely out of the equation of not having a makeshift right winger or Perez as the right winger and Harvey Barnes on the left, you, you, you throw a spanner into the opposition works on the training ground, they're not expecting Leicester to compact that middle and, and, and kind of push forward as like a four or a five in a, in a sense with Dewsbury Hall, Madison, you know, and then the two strikers. I think that would be a more ideal way to, to, to get at our oppositions because when we line up in this four, three, six, whatever it is or whatever you whatever formation he's trying sometimes one striker no strikers or whatever it's easy for opposition to just broaden us down the wheel wings and i think the way brendan and and, and and certain players operate that'd be the best way to get it i mean it's not gonna i'm not the manager i'm not paid to and brendan would never ever dare play two strikers up front despite the success he had with it during one season but it, and that's how i go about it i play four three one two and you've you've, you've got the dynamics covered uh, all, all around, you've got that gap between the defence and the field sort of Samore, and you've got Madison in between that midfield. Um, I'm, I'm going to quote um, a, a famous England manager here and say that we should be playing 4 4 bloody 2. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it works, it makes us hard to beat. Um, Pratt instead of Tielemans, great shout. The only worry is that it's, it's supposed foot injury. Uh, Samore instead of Indeedy, agree with you again there. 
Brad. Um, I think some players that they and it's you know, we could say the same with England. If you don't, if you think you're going to get in that team week in, week out, are you going to put the effort in? Because that's your that's your shirt, you know. Um, you're going to do what you have to do, you're going to give 100%, don't get me wrong, but. If you know that your position isn't under threat, you know, it's not like you've got a youngster coming through and shit, he might have got a... We, 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 we've had exactly the same problem and, and that's the risk with Sun if he keeps playing uh, mm. and, and Kulisevsky not coming in. Exactly the same risk. You, you, big, small, good, bad, confident, unconfident teams, you have to have that mentality in the team, I think, that if you're not playing well and someone else in your position is... Mm. You're, you're Brendan has his favourites. We yeah, know and, that, and, and you, you know. have to be. You have to, as a player, know that if you play well, the manager will put you in, and and not have that thought. Well, I'm Rogers, absolutely superb, but no matter what I do, Brendan Rodgers would sooner play uh, his favourite because he he performs well in training, but he's shit on match day. He'd sooner yeah. play him than the player who maybe not. You know, some players don't always. Turn up for training, yeah. But he's brilliant on the match day. He he, he has his favourites. We know Tielemans. He'll be there until the end of the season, no matter what sort of performance he puts in. Yeah, you know, and he'll be still be playing Vardy. And the problem is against Brighton is that you know we always used to say he didn't have a plan B against Brighton. I think he had a plan B, C, D, and E. And the problem was he was trying to play them all at the same time in the second half. <laughs> the players had no idea what they should be doing or where they should be. Yeah, I mean, talking about Rogers, Brad, uh, I've come to this. Uh, is he under pressure? Now, Chris said uh, uh, you're not going to be defined by what happens against the top six. So if Spurs win or or, 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 or we don't win, it's a draw or Leicester um, uh, win and we or if we win and it's close, it's a top six team. We're bottom of the league, not expected. If, if what does happen, we get an early goal and then the floodgates open and you take a drubbing, do you think he's under pressure? I mean, he's under pressure regardless. He's under he's under pressure um, right now. He's he's under pressure. I don't think I said on, on our show it doesn't matter really. Realistically, the owners uh, and and fans of the football club to a degree don't really care that it's Tottenham. In, in don't really care that it's Tottenham in the respect of we're bottom yeah. of the league and teams are three or four points ahead of us now. Whether come May, that's a distant memory, and we're thinking, oh, God, can you remember the start we had? We don't know. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. But of course he's under pressure. It doesn't matter if it's Spurs or if it's Man City or if it's, you know, Southampton. We've seen already by them oppositions that he's under pressure. Now, you know, unfortunate as, as, as the tragic events were that happened over the weekend, I did say, with the greatest respect to Her Majesty, in terms of looking at it just neutrally from a football thing, I think it's a blessing in disguise for Rogers because he, he now he's had an extra week to train, he's had an extra week to get that shake your head all you like, but he's had an extra week to get the player in, he's had the extra time to get that squad together, and it's allowed maybe him to not have an extension of execution, but it has maybe allowed him a chance to unite that players, do some extra team building, get that confidence up. He talked about it in his press conference, doing all they can to keep it very light and, and the atmosphere good in the ground. But he's under pressure. And I I just wonder if 
you know, we look at it as football fans going, oh, well, if we lose 2-1 to Spurs, it's not too bad. But if you look at 17s and go, well, they've now got eight points and you've got one, I just wonder, is is that going to be enough? Is is losing 1-0 good enough to allow him, the Villa, the Bournemouth, the Forest, and, and, and that coming up? Or is that going to be a case of, you've had all this time, you've given us all your reasons for why, you've told us you're going to sort it, and we're still no better off. Sorry, mate. But thanks. Thank, and, you know, he will go for me when he goes. He will always go with fond memories of FA Cup, Community Shield and, and, and European journeys. I'm not saying that for doubt. He'll go up there as one of the best managers Leicester have had on paper. But if we lose to Spurs, even if it's 3-2, um, it might become too late. I remember a certain manager, um, Paolo Sosa. Terrible, torrid rain. We lost first six or seven games in the championship and then we played Norwich who were favourites to go up I think they were top of the league and we lost the game 4-3 Friot scored a hat-trick and everybody sort of made the point on comms who were Leicester biased obviously but they were thinking maybe that's maybe that's the fight showing yeah, that gives them an state of execution and it didn't he got sacked he did his interview and he was sacked the next day and he's going to be under pressure I think he needs a positive result he can't afford to lose this game, I feel. He might not stay the axe coming down on him, if even if we lose just 1-0. Yeah, what do you think, Chris, uh, in terms of under pressure and uh, if it carries on, how long has he got? Because for, for me, uh, if you've got the, the, those teams that Brad mentioned after this, after the international break, I think it's early enough in the season to... OK, you've lost to Tottenham, we'll, 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 we'll get rid of that one. They're a top-six team. Uh, you have to win these games here or get some return in these games here because these teams should be beaten. What, what do you feel about Rodgers and, and his other it's, it's the performance that the team puts in, you know. Um, Parker lost 9-0 for Liverpool. Uh, and he <laughs> went, would he have gone if he had lost 1-0? I mean, in that instance, yes, he would because, I, you know, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Yeah. The thing is, what... If he's going to go, I think he, he should have gone now. He should have gone already. Um, if he's going to go, I I don't see. I mean, yes, don't get me wrong. If we if you go out and stuff us nine nil tomorrow, then you know he's basically he, you know he, he's looking for his paddle, as they say. Um, <laughs> but my worry is that we've got the hardest game tomorrow. We, we've got you guys away from home. Um, Nottingham Forest are playing Fulham tonight. West Ham are playing Everton, are also down the bottom. Mm. Um, Aston Villa are playing Southampton. So we could actually find ourselves six points behind 19th place mm. come, come Monday. And that's going to be the worrying thing. And when you look at who we've got coming up, and we've got Forest after this, uh, we've got Palace. Help me out, Brad. I can't think who else. Uh, Villa. Villa, I think. Villa. Rearranged. And the, the, basically, we've got six games, and apart from the last game, which is Man City, they could all be classed as winnable on paper. If we get to the end of October, and having looked at that run of games that we've had, that's, you know, and I think he could go, because you've also got the World Cup coming up in November. Yeah. We're going to have four weeks when... Probably, well, we know, you know, Madison's not going to be playing in Qatar, but we have four weeks, when if you sack your manager at the start of that, he's got four weeks to come in, bed in with the players that haven't gone to the World Cup. He's got a game or so afterwards, and then we've got the January transfer window. 
that is the time when I think a decision will be made yeah. on Brendan. Yeah. For me, for me, I mean, Brad yeah. made some very good points, um, but I think for me, I can say that would be the ideal time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In in terms of the game, though, uh, Brad, uh, how do you think the game will pan out? And the predictions, Tommy said, one all or a narrow win for Spurs. For me. Uh, you're no much better about Leicester than me, but from the outset, it looks to me like Rodgers and Leicester don't know anything other than to attack, which obviously plays into our hands. We don't have the massive creative player unless Kane drops deep. Uh, so teams attacking us and then look at them losing it on the transition creates gaps, which we can exploit, certainly with the quickness of Charleston, Kulisevsky, Son, if he's playing, whichever of those three. Uh, but we cannot defend set pieces and we cannot generally defend anyway. So... For me, I can't give an actual score prediction. I'm too cowardly and it's too much tempting fate. But I think we'll win, but I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. Uh, whether it'll be close or whether it'll be a hammering, I think completely depends on how we start. If we start quickly, get an early goal, I think that the, the downers could be on you. Not again, you know what I mean? Uh and it could be a goal glut, but then it could easily be we start off really quick, get an early goal, sit back, and then you get back into the game. Uh, if we start slowly, it could be anything. Um, so, yeah, what, what are my predictions? It could be anything, not not really helpful. Uh, but in, in terms of, what do you think in terms of how it will pan out? Do you think you'll attack us and go try and win the game or sit back and then try and nick something? And, and yeah, how, and, and what are your predictions? It's funny you say that. It's funny that you said that if you score early, you'll sit back. I thought you were talking about Leicester for a second because that's exactly <laughs> what you but we've done that. We've done that every time we've got in front. And and, and I've said this time and time and again. And Rogers, I doubt you're watching. A, because it's a Spurs channel. And B, because you, your ego and your stubbornness won't allow you to hear criticism from other people. But stop making a team of individuals play defensive football. You, we can't defend as a team. We can barely do it as a defensive unit. So don't expect the other seven or eight players to be able to do a job that you can barely get the four or five at the back to do. You know, we, we have to realise what other managers cotton on to. And this is a fact that the team is a very good team at springing the trap door like the Greyhounds when they burst out and getting at you and getting in your skin and getting ruffling you, making mistakes, which is where our goals have come from. We put pressure on the back line. They've made a mistake. We've got the ball in a good area and we score. Look, it's Leicester Spurs. There's always goals. Q <laughs> nil. <Yeah. laughs> you know, uh, I take that, honestly. But... It, 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 it literally can go either way. I'm almost hoping that we get to about the 97th minute and it's still nil-nil and then we score and try and hold on to a lead because that's the only way I can see is realistically winning the game at the moment when we when we seem to score early. In fact, we score early and my head goes in my hand because I'm thinking, oh God, that's how long left have we got to play with 10 at the back? Because that's just... And again, you could put that down to mentality. You know, Chris will tell you from... The, I do a tactic segment and I say that the players with the confidence that like they get drawn towards the ball and you know maybe three or four players going towards the ball instead of one or two like you normally would because they're so desperate to stop the ball getting into a danger area that they inadvertently open that danger area up. A heart says that Leicester are gonna find that lucky win or you know lucky maybe you know for to, you know lack of a better word but they get that surprise win we nick it three one and happy days. I'd love to say Leicester are going to win it as optimistic as I predicted in our prediction show and say that Leicester win 4-1. But honestly, anywhere between Brighton 
and 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 Arsenal sort of scoreline. I can see Spurs winning four two, four one, five one, six one. Just because we're in such a mental state, if you guys can get that early goal, I, I, I'll be dreading to watch the rest of the game. I'm going to nail it and say that Spurs win three one. I think it'd be like last season, but. At your game, I'm going to go Spurs 3-1. We, we, we did a podcast on Tommy's show yesterday, not podcast, live streaming, all Spurs fans. And I was the only one, along with uh, Brad Matthews as well, there were three others, didn't say Spurs would win. So it's quite interesting that Leicester fans, <laughs> we'll come to Chris in a minute, but one Leicester fan thinking Spurs will win. I can't see us winning. Spurs fans going, it's Dr. Tottenham all over, all over. Uh, but yeah, Chris, in terms of how, how do you think you're kind of set up uh, and Spurs as well? Uh, and what your predictions for the game? Because against Fulham, I thought we came out like a train. If if Sun was on form, he'd have had three. If other people could finish and their goalkeeper didn't play as well, it could have been anything. Uh, so I'm hoping we see that. And the, the two last-minute goals against Sporting is a bit of a kick up the arse that we need. And, you know, don't take Leicester for granted. Go and show them they're in for a game from the first minute. Uh, and like I said, I don't I don't see Leicester sitting back or and... and trying to soak up pressure because I just don't think that's in Roger's makeup. Obviously, you guys know better than me if, if, if that's what you try and do. But, yeah, what, what are your predictions? How do you think the game will pan out from both sides and, and what would be your prediction of the game? At the moment, I have absolutely no idea because you can't, you know, week in, week out, you know, Daka could go on and score three goals and Rogers will drop in to bring Vardy back. I mean, you, you just... It, it, I don't know, you know. It, it's like the old Pearson in the Great Escape, you know. Week in, week out, it was a, it was a different eleven. I I would love to get the winning goal in the 96th minute and get, get some revenge for that. Totally would. But like with Brad, I think we'll go 1-0 up, but then I think we'll lose it. <laughs> because that's what we do. Um, I, I, my heart and my head say say different things, obviously. But I've I've gone with my head in, in basically because I need the points in the prediction league. So I've gone with my head, <laughs> and I've gone for, I've gone for two one Spurs victory. I can't see anything else other than than, than us losing. Uh, I hope so. Uh, and the performance for me is probably one of those games where the performance will possibly mean more. Than the actual result, but I can't. I can't see past the Spurs. When Conte will have you fired up after Sporting, yeah, you know, and I think you'll come out. And God, I'll be watching it from behind the sofa. Yeah, I mean, the the sign of a good team, uh, like in terms of winning stuff and things like that, is you don't lose two in a row. Obviously, uh, the league we haven't lost yet, but but then sport in Lisbon we lost. You don't lose two in a row. You you get a win to make sure that that last game yeah. where you lost is forgotten as quickly as possible. And Alex Ferguson and Man United were the best at that. I remember they lost a game that they shouldn't have done. They then go away to Nottingham Forest and batter them eight one or seven one or whatever it was. Mm. And then no one can remember the game they lost before that. Uh, so that's what we need to do. And and uh, for me. Not not there for the taking, but your defence is there for the taking because it must be shot to pieces in confidence. But it is a good point that you made, Brad, in terms of the, the week off. It, it could be that kind of, uh, oh, thank God. Last week was, oh, thank oh. God, we haven't conceded a load of goals and lost the game. So it's a bit of a respite. And then, right, let's, let's focus up and then go again. So I hope that's not the case. And I, I just hope that on paper, we've won the game. On paper, we should be winning the game. I just hope the players don't have that mentality because that's how 
shocks happen and things like that. You you can be playing the worst team in the world, but if you don't have the attitude that says uh, it's still eleven versus eleven, and we've got to earn what we get, then then you're in trouble. So. And that comes down to Conte as well, because it's not just the players, it's Conte's job to get them fired up and get them motivated and get their head in the game. So I'm just hoping we we take you seriously, we we, we we rest the players that we've already mentioned, and then we go out like a train from the start and hopefully get an early goal and then hopefully show you guys and your players, like we're in for a game here, we've already conceded one, and then we can go on... Uh, but it's it's Tottenham, and it's never ever that simple with Tottenham. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and and uh, there's always a chance that you've got because you do score against us, and we do can't keep clean sheets at the moment, and we can't defend set pieces. So I, I I'd be amazed if Rogers uh, one of his plans isn't get a set piece, get a corner, a, a, a nice free kick position, and then Madison or whoever it is whip it in. Yeah, so you would be telling them to stay on the feet and not win any set pieces. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen. But like, like you say, Brad, there's always goals in this. So yeah, Q nil nil. Uh, it's terrible for my <laughs> fancy football team as well. Kane as captain, but anyway. I don't uh, think I've ever been on a show where the both sets of fans actually think that the other team will win. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you'll win. I don't think you'll win. I think we'll win. But but if we don't give you your due respect and take it seriously, then that's I don't think we deserve any respect at the moment. The way we're playing, every, every team deserves respect. You, you can yeah. only beat who's out in front of you. You've got to give every team the respect that I they think you've got to earn the respect. And at the moment, the players, whether they're down to Rogers or not, but the some yeah, performances aren't. Yeah, I think if we yeah, take you too lightly and, and then go into this game going, we've won this game. We've you know all we need to do is score yeah. a goal. And we've won this game. We will get beaten. Yeah, I don't think it matters whether I think you're talking respecting a different terminology because yeah, you might think, oh well, them players don't respect that's it. I think the term respect is you've got to still go, yeah. You can't go out there going, wait, bottom of the league, ain't won a game, easy peasy. That men mentality. You've got to still remember this is a team that played in Europe, have won trophies, something that's present um, you know, and despite the fact that they're 20th in the Premier League, they're still a very stable Premier League yeah. side. With good and, players, you know, it can hurt you. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I, I, I hate to do this to oppositions that we're trying to aspire to join in that sense and in, in breaking into that top six bracket. But we've laughed at, I'm sorry to swear again, we've laughed at Arsenal when they were there. We laughed yeah. at you guys when you were struggling in that area. Manchester United, everybody, even Chelsea, when they won the year, you know, when Mourinho got sacked, when you know the, yeah. the year after they won the title. Funny enough, don't be a Chelsea manager and players. It's apparently it's a curse. But you know, we've laughed at them teams, and look what happened their season. They re they recovered, they revived it, they finished respectively. You've got to, as an opposition, I understand what Chris means with his terms of respect because they have to earn that. But in terms of from a, from an opposition point of view, you can't just go out there no, as if you're playing bottom of the league too you're playing bottom of the premier league and guess what you're still in that division yeah I, absolutely i think if 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 we turn up with we've won this game already we will get beaten and you'll spring a surprise yeah. and then it's very difficult to turn that mentality oh we've already won this game to shit we've got to actually 
yeah. turn up here. But if we turn up with the right mentality and, and, and with how your defence is, I think we will score goals and I think we'll have too much for you. Uh, that's what I hope. That's what I hope. And, and I just hope that we turn up thinking this is a premiership team. You've got to earn your you, you've got to earn your wins here and, and, and turn up with the right attitude. So that's what I'm hoping. But yeah, we've pretty much reached the end. Uh, there's not really much else we can preview. Uh, I don't particularly want to talk about the sporting game anymore. Uh, but yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks. let's talk about that game. <laughs> God, I've got to go back. I've, I've finished lunch. <laughs> uh, but yeah thanks to tommy who was on earlier as well uh, uh make sure you catch him on the hotspur hood chris is on his channel uh uh i think about six o'clock today uh previewing tottenham lessons yeah. make sure you check that out give him a like as well and these two guys have channels as well so you can see them uh there so chris uh lester till i die tv uh tell us a bit about that yeah um on youtube lester till i die tv on twitter at Leicester TID, and the new radio channel we've now got, uh, which you can find us on mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio. Uh, so we only just started this week. The first show was on Monday with um, Brad. Uh, second show was on Wednesday. I'm trying different times. Uh, 11 o'clock tonight, you can find me on there um, doing uh, the worst football songs going, part one. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, there's some bad ones. <laughs> yeah, and a Tottenham song is in there. Let me oh, tell which, you. Which one's that? Which one's that? Then, then, then you got to watch. <laughs> no, to listen to find out. But you know, Pass come on. Bit. I know you've made a lot of bad ones, but there is one that stands out. <laughs> if I just say hands and knees above the rest, you know who I'm referring to. So yeah, make sure you check out Lester Till I Die TV. It's in the description. So make sure you check that out. And Chris on Twitter as well. That's in the description. And Brad is his Twitter handle there at Full Time Focus in the description. Uh, he's a, 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 a YouTube channel isn't in on the screen here, but a matter of opinion. Yeah, so it's a channel that I started for a place to talk about weekly topical things. Uh, it's going for a revamp. Um, I'm going to look at how I do things, but what a normal concept is it is once a week I do a live stream on, on, on a hot topic or a topic that I, th I think people would like to talk about. And basically just a place where you can have your opinion and say it without feeling judgment. So, you know, we all have our opinions. We all have contrasting opinions. Uh, and it's there for you to have that opinion and, and it being respected. So uh, I also am going to start doing a secondary show. Uh, it won't be live. It'll be pre-recorded. Um, but it's just a bit of fun to go alongside it. It's, it's going to be it's going to be my opinions in what I would class as top 10 lists. So whether that's top 10 Pokemon, top 10 superheroes, supervillains, that sort of things, things we all like to get involved. Maybe not Pokemon thing, that's more nostalgia for me that I just want to do that. But, you know, things that we all enjoy, top 10 football players and stuff like that will be less that I'll do on the side. But, yeah, if you want to check that out, follow me on Twitter. The link is in there, and that'd be great. But subscribe to these two guys uh, and Tommy's channel uh, first before you head over to mine. And thanks for having me on again, mate. Oh, no, Paul, a pleasure having you both on and Tommy as well. So, yeah, uh, I'm not around on Monday. I completely forgot it's, it's the Queen's funeral. What a thing to forget. So I won't be around on Monday for the uh, review, but we'll be back here on Friday where we'll be talking about our next game and uh, the Leicester uh, uh, review as well. Uh, as you can see there, Chris's Magic, that's a YouTube channel I started, me doing a magic trick once a week. So check that out if you like that kind of stuff and uh, something a bit different. 
and then get over to the Hotspur Hood, Leicester Till I Die TV, and a matter of opinion. Hit the like, subscribes, and you, you know the drill by now. You know the drill by now. Or the three great channels there. And yeah, if you haven't already and you're watching the replay on here, please hit the like and please hit the subscribe. Um, yeah, let's just hope we can beat Leicester. Let's hope Carl Simpson put a, a, a comment in there. If we turn up, we get Rogers sacked. That's a very dangerous opinion to have, <laughs> uh, uh, attitude to have, not opinion, attitude to have. Certainly for the players, I think the fans can probably get away with that. But for the players, that's a very, very dangerous attitude to have. And I just hope they don't have it. And hopefully we can get the win and put that sporting defeat and terrible last two minutes to bed. Yeah. Have you got any jobs where you work? Because an hour and a half lunch is bloody good, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have to do a certain amount of hours per day, but then I do half hour extra during the week. So I, uh, I've stopped yeah. up on the time. I've Fair stopped enough. up on I'm the time. Yeah, I want, I want, I want <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, with that being said, I probably should go back to work now. But yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for all the comments. Please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe. Go over to Chris, uh, Chris's Magic. Have a look at that. Hit a subscribe and a like. Leicester Till I Die TV, a matter of opinion, do the same there, and the Hotspur Hood as well. We'll be back on Friday. Hopefully, hopefully, looking forward to the next game. There won't be a next game, will there? There's an international break. We'll be fully focused yeah. on the view of the Leicester game just a little bit later. Uh, so check us out then. But, yeah, in the meantime, let's just get a win. Uh, hopefully a good win. Harry Kane boosts my fancy football score up. That would be fantastic. Uh, but just have the right attitude that this is a premiership club and we haven't won it by turning up. We have to earn that win. And let's hope we can win. And until next time, come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who joined in the live chat. Before you go, please leave a like and hit the subscribe button. Also hit the notification bell, you'll be notified when we go live. For anyone who missed the live stream and catches on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube account whenever you want, please leave any comments or suggestions in the comments box. For anyone who listens to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that audio-only podcast, you can get that wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, go to our Twitter account, at LTalkTottenham, or Instagram account, Let's Talk Tottenham Podcast, find all the information there. We're back on Mondays on the Hotspur Hood YouTube channel, 7.30pm UK time, and back on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube channel at 12.30pm UK time as well. For anyone who wants something a bit different, not just football and likes their magic, please head over to Chris's Magic YouTube channel. Uh, one trick a week, Wednesday, 7.30pm UK time as well. Always watch them. And thanks for watching. Come on, you Spurs!